0: Everyone, you're listening to Battle Red Radio. Tonight I'm joined by the Alabama to my Georgia, my good friend Taylor, to talk about week eighteen of the NFL season. How are you doing tonight, Taylor? I'm
1: doing all right, man. I always figured that you're gonna call me some of my Texans nickname. Uh what was it? Is it Toro? Is that his name? Yeah, that's you're the mascot.
0: Call- the mascot of the year
1: i was gonna say are you gonna call me like the mascot to your year Uh actually i should
0: have said uh, the atina to my dj
1: yeah oh my god i will always by the way if there is somebody that is listening to this that wants to get matt the perfect gift it is the atina the dj's jersey if somebody can please please do that for him he will love it i swear
0: yeah, one of the things about like watching the Texans is like they're just very bland and very lame, and just like the aesthetics of the team just kind of suck. You know, like the that football feeling stuff that we don't want to be the Patriots South while we consistently get ex Patriots players. Um, their sc- song they play after they score a touchdown it says "God Bless Texans." They got DJ Atinas being the beats. They did the Texans pup this year cuz so many people hated the hate the team. They're like, "Well, we'll bring a puppy in to take the carnage." Their fan base, you know, afflicts on us. And did you see Joe Biden came up with the White House dog? They did the same thing. The White House did it too.
1: It's because the Texans are now turning into a more positive atmosphere. So that's what Biden is hoping for is to be able to duplicate the Texans' success with that puppy. Because this team has fought hard this year. They did and exactly
0: think, that.
1: And then Biden's going to be wanting that exact same momentum. I understand where he's going Joe with
0: Biden copied the Houston Texans.
1: That's exactly what happened.
0: <sighs> uh, but yeah, and he has a dog named Scout, I think. It's a German Shepherd that has its own Twitter account. And it says things like, woof, woof, I love scratches and things like that. It's disgusting
1: wolf wolf i love scratches yeah is he able to type
0: i have no idea probably it's snout
1: that's interesting and by the way do you think that's a good job to have hey so what do you do for a living i'm the president's dog on twitter
0: (laughs) (laughs) there that's i got a communications degree um so i could run the white house dog twitter account
1: I work close to the president for this particular reason. I'm so glad I have three masters.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that person probably has like keys to the the nuclear (laughs) bombs too. Okay, so it's at, are you ready for this? The Oval Poffice. What? Yes, I'm not making it up.
1: The Oval Poffice.
0: Yep. Well, there's four people I know following it. I got to... Get rid of all it looks sound like my dog though. Or no, the dog's name is Commander, not Scout.
1: <laughs> oh God, this is Man. So now we all we automatically know what the success to life is. Whenever you feel down and out, you buy yourself a new
0: dog. Listen to this. Oh my Paw, this is the first time I'm experiencing snow. It's a populous thing, exclamation point. This is how my home and personal dog park... It's a dog, not a cat. What is this personal dog park look like now? Comma, isn't it beautiful? That's a sentence splice, and you shouldn't have that comma there. That pup is a service dog. I'll go join him for snow zoomies. A woof. First pup, Commander Biden. Hashtag snow.
1: Dad. That may have been the most – that that's probably the worst thing I've heard in quite a while because I would hope that you – wow. Wow. Yeah. That,
0: so do you want to hear Texans, a Texans pup tweet?
1: I want to uh, – yes, I need to compare and contrast.
0: All right. Let's see here. This one's a – it's a lot simpler. Like, he's sitting on a bench with some pe- – uh, like, I don't know, some statues that said – made some new fur ends today they rock (laughs) the my first year f-u-r-s-t year has been the best year yet thanks for all of the motivation service pup here i come
1: i don't i don't have a problem with it
0: it's actually this dog's actually pretty cute
1: <laughs> and the Twitter
0: accounts out oh, there. Te- Texans Pup has a Kwanzaa tweet. Happy Kwanzaa, fam, fam. Love you all. That's good. It's an inclusive puppy.
1: Whoa.
0: <laughs> do, you, do you remember that Futurama joke at all?
1: Which one was the Futurama?
0: It, it was like, you know, like Christmas books or whatever. And then there, the Kwanzaa one was, what the hell is Kwanzaa? <laughs> I've 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 no I still don't know what it is.
1: I don't understand. what I've it never is met either. one
0: person that celebrates Kwanzaa.
1: Neither have I. Even with uh, what's it called, we had people in high school that were from all over country. It was weird whenever yeah. they were transferred to our school, and not one of them ever said they celebrated Kwanzaa.
0: I've met a lot of people in this world. <laughs> never met one person that celebrates Kwanzaa.
1: That's right. You've been traveling to things. Yeah. I- Wait, where is Kwanzaa supposed to be?
0: I've been all over this country. I've never met one person. I would okay, I would say this. Texans pup, better job than the the oval paw fist, you know.
1: Well, yeah, after, and by the way, to your point, they said purr. Why would you ever say purr? That now is defeating the purpose of all the paw things that you were just saying beforehand. Now I don't know what you are.
0: Yeah. I don't is it a cat? Is it a dog? You know?
1: What if it's really inclusive and it doesn't know what it wants it to be and maybe it'll get it surgery in order to be a cat?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what's going to happen. There's a lot <laughs> of tweets like when the sun hits just right of it sitting in the sunlight things like that. What? Yeah.
1: I mean, You know what? This, is, this sounds like I need to somehow put my resume towards if, this. If this... you
0: were an apple, I'd pick you, B, C, I love you. That's nice.
1: You're like going through their feet now As if you're a fan Happy birthday
0: to to my best friend Miss McNair, I love you Who's Cal McNair's mother
1: That's good Yeah, I
0: I guess so So, I don't know I'm very disappointed though I did not see Texans pup At the football game I would have kicked it I would have kicked that dog If I saw that dog Okay
1: all right, but to your point, it was Fan Appreciation Day. You would think that the fans would be wanting to see the pup. That's what I bought my ticket for specifically, is to be able to go and see the pup. Yeah. And they-
0: I bought that ticket to kick that dog. I didn't even get the chance to. You know, it was very frustrating to to not get the chance to be able to, to enact my revenge on this dog. Um, one of the things that about this game, too, is that we showed up, like, you know, about a little way through the first quarter. We had a nine-miles-per-hour sprint into the stadium. Right whenever we got there, the ticket guy for the parking pass, you know, your uncle had an extra parking pass for us. He was in front of us. Cause we had parking passes to the green lot, but I guess the it's red lot, lot is a lot better. And uh, he's like, yeah, I got another one on my phone. They're with us behind me. He's like, don't worry about it, man. Just go ahead. And, like, I will say... Probably my favorite thing, well, like, my second favorite thing about the game, the staff was really nice and friendly. Like, everybody who worked there, they were great. Like, the guy at the snack bar, you know, almost let me get it for free because he didn't make me run my card and kind of forgot about it. There's two nice ushers talking to my wife while she was breastfeeding, you know, our son to try to get him to relax a little bit. Um, The bartender was very friendly, I spoke to. That one guy to get to the seats always had the door open and was wearing a suit. You know, he was very nice the entire time, too. Uh, The staff was just incredibly friendly. You know, I've never seen this before.
1: Uh, Before we got to the staff, I just wanted to point out my favorite part, which was the no drinking in the parking lot. (laughs) Apparently, that was due to Cowboys fans because they suck so bad. And my uncle just kept saying that to me over and over again, saying that it's you crappy Cowboy fans. I hate you so much. You ruin everything. Everything is always your fault. I felt in that moment very appreciated because it made me be able to think of my own team, and I'm glad that we also have success in the Houston Texans to be able to shut it down in its own ways.
0: Yeah, they were actual cowboys. It was like a Cormac McCarthy novel. They like came into town. They were spearing babies and hanging them from trees and scalping people <laughs> and just shooting shooting people in the porta potty. You You're know, there's, like- a, there's a there's an evening redness in the West at that last Cowboys. Texans game, which is a game the Texans won in overtime because DeAndre Hopkins was a tornado. He had that like forty-five yard after the catch, just spinning through defenders to set the game-winning field goal.
1: He tells the story as people wrote in and truly just started going crazy on everybody. It's the weirdest thing. Just a group of Cowboys fans just started causing trouble. They started going, fighting everybody. They turned tables over. They destroyed everything. It just got out of hand where now there's no alcohol in the parking lot.
0: Yeah, it says oh, alcohol is prohibited. And I saw probably like seven people drinking the parking lot on the walk there and the walk back, you know. It, true, was, it was pretty dead, though. Like, I know whenever we went to that game all those years ago, the only other one we've been to, we got to the game a little bit late because we had a far walk because we had an RV that weekend for it. And the whole time, there's people in the parking lot, you know, playing cornhole and playing beer pong and drinking and eating and like, we just didn't see very much of that at all. Um, it was just like people parked, went to the game, got in the car, went back home, you know.
1: Man, I didn't see one single person having like a, even the back I of their one. truck. I saw one.
0: I saw one tailgate Something when we left. Mine? There's like 15 I, people after the game tailgating. I saw one though in the whole parking lot.
1: I don't know. Maybe they were just tailgating to be able to wait for the traffic to leave. I just, I don't even know if I call that a tailgate, more of like a hang. It's a tailgate? It, I don't know. Either way, to your point, the reason why I can't call it a tailgate, what you said earlier, we had to bring an RV last time. It was Just because it was like multiple RVs where it turned into a big party area where truly you would just be going down line after line and there would be pits after pits of just smoke, people drinking. nobody, People wouldn't go to the game. They had the TVs outside to be able to play the games. Yeah. I saw none of that.
0: I ain't not seen that either at all. No RVs. It's a different world now.
1: Yeah, I know, but still, kind of lame. I mean, it's the last game of the season. You can at least initiate some type of party. Yeah, celebrate,
0: celebrate the end of it. Exactly, celebrate the end of the season.
1: But apparently, you could just give away tickets at this point if you're a season ticket holder because you don't want them.
0: Yeah, and like we were gonna go tailgate, but then uh, some like you know unforeseen circumstances happened, so the tailgates like we we had to we were gonna go to on Sunday. End up like, you know, we did not, did not end up going because the people we we're going to meet up with weren't going at all. Um, so we were just kind of there and back. But also during the game, too, whenever Houston fell down 21 0, everybody left. Like the place That's was true. like pretty empty. And then like half of what was already, like half the people left when they were down 21 0, halftime didn't show up at all. Um, and the other weird thing, too, it's like it was loud in there, like really loud. But when you looked around, nobody was cheering and nobody was screaming. Yet the place was deafening, and they're definitely pumping in crowd noise there. They're they're definitely having crowd noise coming over the speakers to make it seem louder than it actually is. You know, I didn't hear anybody yell at all.
1: No, it was weird. The fact that even when they do the and the girl scream and the guy scream, and I was like, why are the guys groaning like that? Is any guy doing that right now? Nobody. And, look, and not one single guy. You go, okay. Well, that was really loud as if it was some type of echo. It turns out, no, it's just the speakers. They do pump the noise, which in that case you kind of have to if you're that empty to be able to show on TV. There are some people, right?
0: It's embarrassing, though. I'd rather just actually hear it for what it is, you know?
1: Why? It was just Titans fans, though. My lord, I've never seen so much blue in every single seat.
0: Yeah, this we had a Titans fan in front of us, or we had a few one of them well, was wearing a, a Steve McNair shirt, see? And I think it was, like, her mom was there, and she had one of those uh, visors with the weird hair on the top of it. And then there was yes. other guy sitting by himself with a A.J. Brown jersey with his iPad taking selfies, and that was cute. And there were some Titans fans behind us who were very friendly, and they said that we had a beautiful baby as well, which was nice of them to say. Uh, but, like, the southeast corner of the end zone had was filled with Titans fan th- fans, though. The whole section was Titans fans in the southeast corner of the stadium, too.
1: Yeah, no, it was just weird because you would look at and that's what was funny about the crowd noise more than anything, is that whenever the Titans would be in the red zone, all of a sudden the crowd noise would get deafening, when in reality you would look below and no Titans fans are saying a word. But then in the red zone with the Texans, you could hear the more crowd actually yelling and screaming. Yeah,
0: yeah you could hear the difference between the two pretty obviously in those situations.
1: You know what I just wish that more and more I could hear the a gunshot or I'm sorry cannon shot whatever the hell it is go off every single second of my day because that's lovely, especially during extra points
0: yeah they so they have this cannon, but it's like there it's a cannon blast without an actual cannon at all so I don't, I don't think I don't know how the guy does it, but he discharges something or fires something makes this huge loud sound, but there's no it's a cannon shot without a cannon at all. At least, like, pay the money to get a cannon in there. That's what you're trying to do. And it's obnoxious. There's no need for it. It's completely ridiculous. And every single time they scored or kicked a field goal, I was just sitting there, you know, at and my nerves just, like, ready to go off because of this dumb cannon. Imagine all these veterans at the game, you know, suffering from PTSD, <laughs> having a trembling whenever they shoot this cannon off, hiding underneath their seats and the fear that this cannon shot you know, brings to him, I think it's terrible. It's a terrible thing to have.
1: Yeah, uh, I don't know if I'm going to go that far with you. However, I wish instead if one's the Texans score just a touchdown, because you don't need to do it for a, a field you goal. You don't need to do it at all. Well, you can do it for a touchdown. So I have another idea. What if? You just put a bull rider out there, and he has to ride the bull for eight seconds. What if you did sure. something like that? That would be great to watch, and something brand spanking new for all the television folks. I just, man, after an extra point, I go, "Is this is this for real?" The guy just kicked an extra point. Why? Why are you having to do it again? And even with field goals, I, I don't know if I have PTSD, but I do now.
0: Yeah, I, I now I know what it's like to fight in. You had know, the psalm, you know. <laughs> I know what the Battle of Versailles was like, though.
1: That, that's exactly true. It was just sounding exactly the same.
0: Yeah, it was abs- were, It was absurd. Was- so what what was your least favorite? Did you like that more than the DJ? Which one was worse in your mind?
1: The DJ I loved only for your reaction every time. I, it was because every time that she would do some type of spin and then point to the camera, And then do a dance move where then she'd be pointing at the back of her jersey.
0: That was the one that got me. The point back to the the custom name jersey in the back.
1: (laughs) And it made it worthwhile. Like That's all I want to keep going. So that was not the worst moment for me. I don't know if I really had a bad moment.
0: Yeah, I I guess that's a good point to make. Like, all this isn't necessarily bad. Like, we went to a football game, and going to a football game is a fun thing to do. Um, But, like, these are, like, also, like, these are just more like, I guess, grievances, you know, of the experience of it.
1: Well, I just love that it wasn't busy, and it was funny turning to my right every single time there was a new person sitting five seats (laughs) away. And I just, every quarter, it was just somebody new. Oh, I went to go get a beer, come back. Hey, I don't know who you are, but all right, you weren't the person before.
0: Yeah, as long hey. as you're not sitting in front of me, that's all that matters.
1: Exactly, and that's how it works. Even the people that were behind us were like, hey, if you want more space, nobody's sitting there. You can just scoot down. Our whole like, row was empty. Which was nuts. <laughs> I, I just, and also $10 beers? What the hell? Yeah. If your team is losing, that doesn't mean you up the ante on the beer.
0: I think you could have got like a 12-ounce beer for four fifty though. But it had be like Miller Lite, you know. You have to get your craft beer.
1: I don't want no Miller Lite, though.
0: Yeah, that's what happened.
1: I don't want Miller Lite. If anything, I'll take a Bud Light, but I don't want no Miller Lite.
0: Uh, well, you're not in San Antonio, so you can't drink you know, Bud Light. You can only drink Bud Light in San Antonio.
1: And that's very true. Only when I'm watching the San Antonio Spurs. Yep.
0: Go Spurs, go Bud Light but like you know
1: here sponsored here <laughs> <Battle row. laughs>
0: um that dj also i just have i thought it'd been funny if like we snuck up there and then cut her face off and put it over our face oh, and they go God. they go back to to cut to the dj in the booth what? and then no and then you're just in the dj booth wearing her face dancing around you know and no. the whole crowd starts screaming no. in fear like ah, you know what i mean
1: I don't, I don't know what you mean. And you're,
0: and you're just playing every damn hustling, just jump jumping around in the DJ booth?
1: This is extremely violent. I don't want to be a part of this whatsoever. And I will say I would actually now uh, – I still think we should have gotten the jersey and then had her go had her autograph it. If they, we would have had her go for an autograph, uh, it would have easily been probably one of the top two football games I've ever been to.
0: Yeah, I I well my that shirt I have is a sacred shirt. If it wasn't such a sacred shirt, my 2011 AFC Style champion shirt, um, if it wasn't what? so, if it you wasn't scared. a sacred, sh- I've had that shirt for ten years. It's the first yeah. playoff appearance the team has ever had, their first division championship they ever had. You know, it's a it's a piece of history. You know, I can't have that be muddied up by DJ Atinya.
1: Uh, DJ Tinya deserves to have a signature written on that shirt. You know why? Because she's a true fan of the Houston Texans. And you're just being a hater right now because you That's can't a good spin. Point. You can't spin like She wasn't her. even
0: spinning anything.
1: Man. There was, was no two- spinning
0: going on. She just had an iPod and then just played rap music from the 2000s. No,
1: man. She was doing the knobs and she was going crazy with the sounds. I was like, What?
0: I've seen better DJs at frat parties
1: I've seen better DJs at Bring It On <laughs> I think D,
0: I think DJ Dooley's a better DJ than DJ Atena
1: You know what, I'm gonna give you that That's actually very true yeah. I, Because whenever it was a New Year's party I, He knew how to spin
0: There's Some mashups going, you know
1: and that's all anybody wants. Uh, Tanya wasn't giving the mass, mashups though. She was she was throwing her own flavor out there.
0: Yeah. Do you remember that uh, that notorious big Miley Cyrus mashup?
1: Yeah, we played that song probably a million times.
0: Or the or the Lil Wayne Hustler music with the Office theme song.
1: Ooh, that's still a good well, one. It's a to classic.
0: These are some classics.
1: <laughs> and then you had the what was it? The Wiz Khalifa and Taylor Swift.
0: Yeah. And there's I think there's a Weezer one as well too.
1: I think there was. Yeah. There was one oh, Ellie Golding pretty much with everybody. Ever
0: that song, everything.
1: <laughs> everything. Just no matter what song, Ellie Golding with it.
0: Yes. Every single thing. Um <laughs> uh, but I love the stadium though. It's a beautiful stadium. Like I really enjoy how the sunlight comes in through it. And like it's kinda like I feel like even like a botanical garden, you know. And it looks like almost too perfect where it's kind of like bizarre how perfect, like the way the field looks and the stadium looks like it almost looks like a simulation. Like I'm watching something like I'm watching game of the Madden, and not really something that's actually like really happening in front of me, you know,
1: Oh no, I'll like it looks you. too as perfect. Guy, as a guy that's been to a few stadiums in his life here, I don't like to brag or anything. It's been about five, I'd say, but when it comes to seeing stadiums, the Texas is nice. The ones that I truly always seem to have a problem with are the old ones who just love to be outside. I mean, Seattle Stadium is so-so. Philly Stadium is so-so to me. I just, those type of old outside stadiums are the ones I usually have a problem with because every single time I've been to a game only once, but it's cold and rainy for either one.
0: Yeah, I there's some stats going around too about like Josh Allen at home versus on the road, and he's a lot better on the road this year because it, it gets cold and rainy and all screwed up there, you know?
1: Yeah, Buffalo is a hard place to play where you're pretty much having to expect one or two snow games a year, and that's not even including any of the ice balls or, like, the slushy wetness that comes down.
0: Yeah, it's supposed to be, like, 28 degrees on Saturday night when those two teams play each other.
1: You think that maybe that's what Buffalo was trying to do, Matt, was not get home field the entire time?
0: Maybe. That's what that makes sense.
1: Was. It was it so sense. that they could beat the play
0: team. Well, I guess when they lost in playoffs last year, they were on the road, but they beat Baltimore and India at home last year.
1: You know what? If they lose to the New England Patriots, you're not allowed to like Josh Allen for a year. No,
0: no, no. Yeah. Uh, it's gonna... Well, the other important thing about this game, too, is that while the Texans are playing, we were getting you know the scoreboard of the Jaguars game, and they're up 3-0. They were up 10-3. They went up it's 17-3. Crazy
1: play games is there a reason why you can't play other games like as a small like little corner tv in the jumbotron you can't play other games around the league is there something against this i feel like there's not considering you can play those at bars inside of the stadium so what the hell is the difference if you just put the game in the top corner
0: like a quad box like red zone thing yeah,
1: like a uh, just give me that. That's all I want to be able to watch. Just give me games around the league that I can actually watch. Otherwise, I, come on. Do I really want to see the Jumbotron like as big as it can saying, here they come, the squad. And you're just, I get it, but I'd rather watch the game in the corner.
0: Yeah. Well, and like that game, I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. I just saw it Carson Wentz at QBR 5.4.
1: I know that makes you so happy more than anything. He sucks days. so much. You are so giddy. The problem is, man, I hate that Pittsburgh's in. Me too. Oh, oh God, do I hate that Pittsburgh's in? And I feel like at least Andy would have been a better team to watch. No, Carson Wentz here. Just so terrible. At the point
0: here is that there shouldn't be a seventh seed. The seventh seeds this year: Pittsburgh, they suck. Philly, they suck. Not only one of those teams they- should be in the postseason.
1: This year, it does go to what you argued with beforehand. I truly do love it, but this year, I don't know. Philly last still year set too. Philly's not that bad of a team though, and they truly sat their starters in the second half against Dallas.
0: Yeah, I mean they had it locked up in that regard of it, but it's like that would have been a winning get in game for them, maybe if if they about that game because the Niners are able to push him up ahead of it. But like last year, we got that crappy Bears team in. The Colts made in last year because of the seventh seed. The seventh seed sucks. They need to get rid of it. I'm Six is too it. many.
1: I'm gonna see how Philly does. I think that Philly's actually. Seven, be. Seven's
0: too many. But like that means you're saying fourteen teams out of thirty two make the playoffs.
1: Yeah, that's that's fine nearly with me. half the teams. Nearly is not half, so it's okay. And it's, plus, like 45%. it's like forty five percent. It's like forty percent if you really want to get technical with it.
0: I think it's 45.
1: No, it's 40. I know it's 40.
0: All right, 14 divided by 32. You ready for this?
1: Yeah, oh. I know. It's 40.
0: 14 divided by 32.
1: 43.75. <laughs> All right. So I'm closer. We're, play- we're playing Price is Right rules. You're over. You
0: lose. No, I'm closer.
1: No, dude, we're doing from below. It's closer. It's Price is Right rules. Or
0: <laughs> not. Yeah,
1: you need to know Price is Right. You need to watch that.
0: I have cable now, so I don't have to watch that at all anymore.
1: Everyone should still watch Price is Right.
0: No. The only thing.
1: It... Nobody even watches cable. Why do you have cable?
0: I don't know, because she has cable, and she pays for the cable, and so I guess I have cable then.
1: You should cancel the cable and just get all the
0: streaming. We got, like, YouTube TV, and we got all that other stuff, you know, it's so hard watching thing anymore. I try to find it. I got to go through five different things to try to find something. I'm, I'm trying to find one thing. I gotta go through five different things to find it. it Do drives you know if
1: we're actually playing on regular TV or did you have to go and search it or was it only allowed for Houston
0: for this game? This today, yesterday. Yeah, it was only in yeah. Houston.
1: God, I'll always remember that one last week of me going, What the hell is going on?
0: Yeah, no, I've had to stream it through like Solaris streams, like a Reddit, you know, NFL stream thing for like probably six of the six or seven of the games this year I've had to.
1: And you know what sucks is the fact that a lot of the Houston Texans game has really been competitive, especially in the second half of the year, where then I've been stuck with a lot of crappy Cleveland games as well.
0: <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Which-
1: dog it's been so bad to be able to watch and especially even the baltimore ravens have just been banged up and then you have the pittsburgh steelers afc woo!
0: it's a stinker
1: Man. it is but the NFC is not much better every single team this year has a chance every single team can go to the super bowl and win it
0: yeah i, I mean I th- well i don't think every single team has a chance but i think like se- six or seven teams have a chance and we talked about in the NFC before, like it's a, it's a rock, paper, scissors, you know, conference this year, whereas the AFC thing is pretty wide open.
1: AFC, but I agree with the rock, paper, scissors. I would just say that even with the first round of the NFC, it still feels like that it's going to be competitive with certain teams. I don't know who's going to win certain games.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's going to be fun. I just wish there was one less game. Going um, back to my
1: point always have another game in the screen two the less jump
0: games off. i wish there's two less games than wildcard round so going back to this game i think my favorite thing about going to an nfl game though is the punts and the kicks like i love watching the ball go up high in the air and then come back down Like that's my favorite thing about going to a baseball game too is watching a good pop fly there's nothing better than a good pop fly at a baseball game
1: well it's like you can reach out and almost touch it yeah. it looks like it's the real life like video game timing it's I agree with you completely. Where the punts, especially when you're not even up high, you're just even midway in the stadium. It's when the ball is up in the air like that. You're like,
0: I got it! I got it, coach! I get it! I got it! I can almost catch it. It's beautiful, Um, and it was also cool, like watching like the downfield passes develop too. Like, like you know, Tennessee ran a couple of you know play action shots. And you just see like, oh, he's really going for it. Oh, the ball's in the air. Oh, oh. You know, that was exciting too. Like, I gotta love the punts and the deep passes, you know. Well,
1: to compare, it's really funny when you compare like on TV versus real life where the passes and the kicks are so much more exciting, where the runs are less exciting.
0: Yeah, it's unless just hard to they, tell what's going on.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Unless they truly break away. There is some cases where, depending on where you want to see it, we just got lucky because you know the podcast million viewers. We have to have the best seats, so whenever you see the actual runaway, sometimes even if ten yards, you're like that was okay, but on TV you're like that's the greatest thing ever.
0: Yeah, yeah, it, I I agree with that, and it's also it's like hard to watch a football game live too like that. You know what I mean? Like, it's hard to, like, really know what's going on, like, having a good feel for it. I think a lot of it, too, there's just a lot of distractions, you know? Everybody moving around, the noise, the, you know, the big Cheer- screen TV. I, yeah, they need, they need to get rid of all cheerleaders in every stadium, you know?
1: So you just believe in the San Antonio Spurs method to go back, just a hype squad? That's all you
0: want? No, they should get rid of that, too. They should have none of that.
1: So what are you gonna do? <laughs> Wait, I'm saying you...
0: zero theatrics. I want to see a football game with no theatrics. So,
1: man, you know what? What would a football game be like where you don't have any of the mascots? No mascots. You don't have any cheerleaders. No cheerleaders. Where you, don't have, where you don't have any of the music. No music. You have nothing.
0: None of that. that no, of no home home team, home field captain at all. No jumbotron. You know. Thank you, Texans fans. No halftime trivia. None of that. Okay.
1: Just absolute people talking as if this is the
0: 1930s. And, and cheering and stuff. You can still cheer and all that, you know. But you don't get told to cheer.
1: Yeah, I'd rather be told to cheer, though, in some things. And you know what? I'm going to disagree with you in some cases because even with the halftime, it's like, oh, look, these people are playing a present game. Look at this. I like presents. I want to watch a present game. Versus if there's nothing that's going on, I'm like, oh, man, I'm just staring at the clock because it just ticks down. And then I'm just losing my mind saying, oh, no, I have ADD. I need to see something. And then I get a present game. I'm kind of going to disagree with you. I need something. The music, some of that, it's just so overdone these days where, again, the DJ. But then you have – the mascot. I, I like the mascots for the kids. There's some things I need to keep here.
0: No, the, well, the kids need to understand. They don't need to be you know, stimulated all the time, you know?
1: What are you talking about? Of course they do.
0: No. It's like this is it's this iPad generation of children that are being bred right now.
1: That's not even the same thing. I'm not saying to give him a screen. I'm saying to have a character out there where the kid's like, oh,
0: hey, look at him over there.
1: That's what I'm saying for them to be able to have and see no no you you don't want anything you're just like no son i want you to watch the players
0: screw yeah screw them screw them kids they need to be paying attention to the game itself
1: what type of fan are you when your own team has mascot of the year and you're saying we should get rid of that crap you are such a horrible the only fan.
0: the only good mascot is uh the jaguars what? mascot
1: how about your mascot that just won this year? No,
0: the Jaguars mascot's hilarious. He, like, almost commits suicide every single game.
1: Oh, my God. Wait, is it with the zip line and everything that he does? Yeah. yeah.
0: He Remember that one time when he fainted? <laughs>
1: yes. <laughs> yes. if you haven't seen his videos, you got to let it up. You're wild.
0: Yeah, he's just, like... Lamp just flo- floating through the air.
1: <laughs> oh, they go all out. And you know why? It's because they have a pool in their stadium. It, the Texans need a pool. I think we need to spice it up. Instead of a pool, what if they had just a jacuzzi?
0: A jacuzzi?
1: Yeah, just uh, a big uh, old jacuzzi where it could fit like 30 people. Huh? And it's right behind the end zone. And a player could jump into it at one time.
0: Hmm. Maybe. I Maybe. And,
1: instead of Danny Amendola jumping into the crowd and having one guy pat on him, like <laughs> <laughs> could jump into a jacuzzi. I think that's what the Houston Texans would be able to survive with in order to just bring in fans. Because I would be going in the jacuzzi.
0: All right, so... I Maybe, maybe we can do that. So I'm looking at here. We got DJ Athens is what it is. It's not Tanya. Um, she doesn't have a very booked schedule for the month of January. So let's see what else we got here. She's going to a Boom happy hour. Nothing else here at all. She has a podcast though. Maybe we can listen to her podcast called Pure Stimulation. And it's just about the house hits that she's been jamming to. right. Huh. Hey
1: is that that's not that's not like a real podcast yeah right? it that's is. not the just
0: dis- this is a quote from here are you ready there's nothing like connecting souls through the power of music and power music are capitalized
1: <laughs> all right man you know what you need to be more supportive of your team this is Listen, you guys are just all in the spirit. The spirits of the atmosphere and the world. It's it's all around us through the music that we feel. And you know who's gonna bring it to us? DJ Atenya.
0: Athens. DJ Athens is what it is. It's Atenya. Uh, that's what I thought too.
1: I like Atenia. so much. Oh, she's also a,
0: a model and an actress. Don't forget that also.
1: So am I. She, I put that she on my toured
0: resume. with Truth on the final Cross Country Vans Warped Tour, and performed at festivals like Freaky Deaky Texas.
1: Oh, my uncle is talking about Freaky Deaky. Oh, really? He Has he been that, a
0: Freaky Deaky?
1: Yeah, because he was talking about Astro World too. So, just what did anyhow. he think? Did he
0: think it was a satanic ritual as well?
1: No, he doesn't think it's a satanic ritual. Instead, he's like, "Oh, he's screwed." Oh, he is so screwed. So that's why he's a little more disappointed because Astroworld did bring in business, yeah. where now he thinks Houston is not going to have that type of festival uh, again. Gotcha. For example, Freaky Deaky was also another big festival where he's not even sure if that's going to occur.
0: I don't like the Freaky Deaky name. It's kind of why? Gross. Why? It's too freaky. I'm a little bit more it's- geeky. <laughs> I'm not very freaky. I'm more deaky than freaky.
1: I don't know what that means, but it sounds uh, really right.
0: Um, The last thing about the game that was, you really made me laugh, Uh, but it was beautiful. I had a great time. I wish I went to more games, you know, this previous decade, once I, once I had money to be able to afford to go to a Texans game, it took me like, you know, five or six years out of college, be able to like be able to go. And then whenever I could go, I was too mad about the Jadavion Clowney trade to go and then COVID happened and you know everything else. And so we finally had a chance to go this year and it was a lot of fun. And I'm very thankful for you know, being able to, to go this this weekend like we did. Um, the last thing that was really funny was on the exit out, did you do any people watching at all, walking out of the stadium? It was a madhouse. No, never... yeah, well, yeah, it's
1: always a madhouse. The only thing I hate, uh is whenever I had a, I had the guy behind me, Houston, Texans, oh, standing right behind me, and I was like, oh, stop screaming. But I didn't say anything. I just was like, you know what? You're a fan. Whatever. Just know the guys in front of you hate the screaming, okay?
0: Yeah, everybody hates the screaming. They were screaming around us, too, and we had this like little baby with us. There were some Titans fans yelling, tying up. And then one guy, like, turned around. His friend was, like, had his, his own jersey that's like, Big Mo, like 63 or 43 or something like that. And he's his friend turned around and yelled, like, right in our ear, yeah, and Davis Mills just put 300 yards on y'all's ass. I'm like, good one. I'm glad you got him like that. I'm good. You got him. I hope you're very happy about it. And there's a lot of Titans fans just, like, you know, scream about how they clinched the one seed, and Derek Henry's coming back, and how the Houston Texans messed up by being the third by picking third overall that they can't even lose games, right? And talking about how sorry we are and everything else. You know,
1: I just I didn't understand the bragging from any mo- any side at that point. Whenever you're saying tighten up when you're beating the Houston Texans, who are supposed to lose that game, and you are supposed to win that game. I don't know what the hell you're trying to say right now. That was actually something you were supposed to do. So you should probably act like that, which brings me to my other point. The Titans are just lucky. Oh my God. And they are going to lose so bad in the playoffs where I cannot wait to laugh my ass off. I, uh,
0: the other- I I do like tying up though. at first I thought it was the stupidest thing ever. And then I now, now it's grown on me because it's so stupid. It doesn't make any sense.
1: No, it doesn't. I I feel like that it's like a Pokemon thing where instead of saying go, I choose you, it's like tighten up. Yeah. <laughs> where then you transform into something. I I don't know. That's always what I think of it, but it's also because I watch a lot of anime. Anime Kid Lover number 69.
0: I I always think like if I, you know, had ED and was like, you know, I need to go, you know, eat a Viagra real fast and say, got tying up, hun.
1: I I don't I don't wanna comment on anything you're saying right now. I just that's never what I've ever thought of Titan up as. I've always envisioned it as an actual Titan. You no. envision it Titan.
0: Like yeah, titan. Like yeah, like that's like, what I feel about too, is like you can tighten up too, you know? <laughs> yeah. But that maybe that's the problem with the Titans is they just tighten up a little too hard, you know, and they play all these close games like they do.
1: It's the the Tennessee Titans are so bad right now, man. I can't believe that they even won that game. Oh, yeah, it was because of a penalty. Oh, yeah, it's because they pulled out of their ass on third down. It just, come on, come on. Um, oh,
0: yeah. I, I, saw the, I saw this other guy that looked like the villain in Men in Black 1. <laughs> you know, the guy that turns into a giant roach. I saw a guy that looked just like that guy. You
1: know, that guy is kingpin and daredevil now.
0: No, not that. These Kingfish
1: Universe. He was also in Law and Order Criminal. What is it? Criminal Investigations. I don't know. Either way, he is a big time actor, and I didn't realize that that's who it was at a young age. Look him up, man. He's a big time guy. You'll recognize him the moment you see his picture.
0: Interesting. All right, I may have to do that. Um, the Titans are six and two in one score games this year, by the way. And then the last, the last guy I saw that I want to bring up, when we were leaving the stadium, trying to drive home. Um, well, one, there was a the guy to the left of us that probably drank 10 vodka cranberries and couldn't stand up at all. And they were, like, swaying and, like, hollering. And it's like, this is a Sunday at one thirty in the afternoon, you know? But whenever we were leaving, they saw... I saw him when we were leaving, and the guy was really drunk next to us saw me laughing at him because he couldn't walk at all and made a very angry face. But when we were leaving the stadium, we got down to, like, a couple of stoplights. And there's this guy, Deshaun Watson... Uh, shirtsy with the with the phenotype of big belly, skinny legs, the IPA body, as I like to call it, and he had flip flops on. had trouble like walking his flip flops, and he was also trying to eat the last little bit of popcorn he had. He had, like a, a like a souvenir Texans popcorn, and he's like trying really hard to eat his popcorn. Can't walk very well. His wife is yelling at him, and it's this is all taking place in the foreground of an Olive Garden billboard behind it. And I just thought to myself, "This we are we are uh, a country of disgusting pig people," you know.
1: I saw a guy in a shark suit when we were driving away. A blue shark suit. Okay. And it was just a small white guy just wanting to be funny. You know it's not funny, Matt. Dressing up in a shark. Oh, like outfit. the
0: Katy Perry shark sort of thing. Yes. That was like six years ago.
1: Yes. And it gets to a point where it's like, dude, try harder. Seriously, try like, harder.
0: Go log on to Reddit. Go move to yes. Austin, Texas if you want to wear a shark oh, suit.
1: Hey, hey, I haven't told my boy, it's my uncle and uh, Bart. Man, that just looks uncomfortable to have to wear for that long. I just, ugh. And it's true. Why are you going so? Oh, and by the way, I did not see him on a demo try. So whatever he was trying to do, he failed.
0: Yeah, he failed. Have yeah. you ever have you ever been on a jumbotron before?
1: Uh, I don't think so. Maybe I have, but I've been on the news after the game.
0: Okay, that's even better. Yeah.
1: Where they were interviewing after the Father's Day in the playoffs with the San Antonio Spurs.
0: Oh, for the and finals.
1: Yeah, and we walked out and we were interviewed by Ken Five so did you make it on tv yeah of course we did we made it on tv we were like the family after the game
0: oh cool did you record it at all did you see it
1: yeah i yeah my grandma recorded it they have it
0: oh i want to see that
1: yeah that's even better
0: i was at a reds game and i was talking to my friends and i was like have any any, have any of y'all ever been on the jumbotron before and while i'm asking that they put us on the jumbotron i'm not making this up and then i'm like (laughs) <laughs> what in the world yeah that was a synchronicity that was a that was a union synchronicity right there
1: well i was gonna hope that you would have some type of conspiracy theory where the people on the jumbotron aren't real
0: mm, i mean i think they're real well
1: yeah you can, you, see, see, you can see
0: you can see them like you can see X them and X stuff yeah they're real well i
1: I was just saying, knowing you, you would probably say that's all a lie. And it's just a part of our imagination where we want to be able to see that person dancing.
0: No, I mean, this is a case where it's You're real. Of- <laughs> no, I feel pretty pretty good about that one. Um, so this game, this is kind of like, this is another good Davis Mills game. And really kind of the difference in this game between the first half and the second half was that, like you talked about a lot when we were watching the game, they kept running the ball in first and second down and they would get like one yard or two yards. And they constantly were facing your know, third and nine, third and eight, and then Mills, you know, hit incompletions or the pass rush got to those longer third downs. And then what changed in the second half of this one is they went empty, they went five wide receiver, they went hurry yeah. up, and they and they pass protected well. You know, like I don't know why they didn't do it sooner. And playing on more spread out offense, you know, Mills was able to, you know, find open wide receivers and you know, Danny Amendola, I guess, is the secret to this offense we didn't know about.
1: Oh, man, I haven't told you. After the first catch, you're like, who's your favorite player? I go, it's Danny Amendola. <laughs> and what happens after that? He didn't go seven catches, has two TDs, and it's because Taylor called it. But I think also what helped is that Brandon Cooks was out in the second half, where then it just seems like Davis Mills, to your point, with the spread offense, he was able to give everybody a ball. And the, the wide receivers, even Burkhead, were making incredible catches, it was just actually really fun to see. And Davis Mills got an arm. I mean, he was truly feeding them over the top where it was no way to throw it short, otherwise it's picked. So even though his guys had to make incredible catches, it was because in some way that was the only way to put the ball. I, I just liked it overall because it then turned into a really exciting game.
0: Yeah, I'm excited to watch the coaches film because I saw some clips of you know some of the throws that he made from the behind view of him like, that's just a really good throw, you know.
1: Yeah. And it was a lot better than with Tannehill, either to to compare where Davis Mills receivers were actually making the catches. Either Tannehill, his receivers, Julio was tipping something, or he was throwing over their head. Yeah. They just were on the same thing and they like what I said, they were pulling things out of their ass on third down every time it seemed.
0: Yeah, the Times can very long third down, felt like and I mean, Tannehill pretty much had the same numbers that Mills did, but the difference is that he missed you know, the, that downfield shot to Julio. He threw that near-pick to Terrence Brooks. Um, he was able to draw a pass interference penalty because Eric Murray ran right into the wide receiver um, in the second half too, that set up a touchdown. to I think Ferguson was the one who caught that one out in the flat at that point in the game. Or No, I guess it wasn't for... Yeah, it was Ferguson. That was how he caught his touchdown. But like, Tannehill was good this game. He was also like good against pressure like he broke that sack from jacob martin and converted on that one he got the pocket pretty well he was able to climb and kind of make some throws outside the structure off of the offense too and I mean, this is a good Tannehill game this is probably you know one of the best games he's had this season and they just like really spread it out Well, their passing attack um because the texans run defense was good you know at times this game they gave us some big runs to hilliard but Deontay Foreman only had 21 carries for 69 yards and a longest 16. And so they did a good job of being able to not let them, like, bounce runs wide. And they really did a good job setting the edge and forcing everything back into the interior. And um, this is probably, like, you know, one of the better run defensive games they've had also.
1: Well, yeah, and it just truly seemed like that Foreman really just got going in the first half. Where then in the second half, they, yeah. I don't know if they kept it or they just stopped putting their pedal on the metal there but they truly just seemed like they were running it on two of the four downs. And Foreman wasn't doing much in the second half whatsoever. It was in that first half where he was just pulling off either some type of little screen pass, some type of run that then turned into 12 yards. It just got a little out of hand in that first half. I just think the thing that also stands out to me was the penalties. And it's because it was two main ones that ended that first half where it wasn't even just the Tennessee Titans one with the pass interference, but also with the run back.
0: Yeah, the kickoff return.
1: Where then it was some type of crap with the block in the back or whatever after they were in field goal range after that kickoff. So that was your three points right there that the refs didn't call back. That first half, those— that was a little bit rough to see in the first two or last two minutes. Yeah.
0: Yeah, th- I agree with that. And they're also they could have a chance to make it like, you know, twenty one to three at the half or whatever yeah. else. Um so Mills, twenty three to thirty-three, three hundred one yards, three touchdowns, zero interceptions, two sacks. You hear the running attack. David Johnson, five carries for twenty eight yards. He had his longest run the season for fifteen yards. Um Rex Burke had twelve carries for twenty four yards.
1: So pretty do gross. They hate they- Or
0: do they hate David Johnson? Well, David Johnson... um, Why was he used? He... It's an embarrassment. It is. The trade was embarrassing. (laughs) embarrassing. But also, like, the decision to bring him back this year was embarrassing also. You know what I mean? Like, he was bad last year. There was no reason for him to be here again this year. They just kept him here because they wanted to seem like the Hawkins trade wasn't that bad. Look, David Johnson is a valuable contributor to this offense, and he got hurt... You know, I think they kind of just, like, benched him because and called it an injury. Um, but, like, he's been an albatross this year.
1: So, one of the uh, guest hosts that was supposed to appear, are you going to agree with him And when they say that Rex Burkhead is the best white running back in the entire league?
0: he's Well, Christian McCaffrey's hurt. So, yeah, he is.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you, we, mean? The,
0: you know, it's kind of like whenever there's, like, only the last two animals on Earth and they're in the zoo – and they try giving to, to breed to make another one. Maybe we should put Christian McCaffrey and Rex Burkhead in a zoo exhibit together, and maybe they can make some more white running backs because we don't have any more left in the NFL.
1: That's exactly what they do in the wildlife: is they put two male white rhinos together in order to make a new baby white rhino. Yeah, that's exactly how this Send works.
0: Send them both to the San Diego Zoo this summer.
1: <laughs> you know what? We need to send that in as a request. You have it. you have pen and paper. We're gonna write this out. This is gonna be a good letter. <laughs>
0: um. Well, and fullbacks don't count. Also, like this has to be purely a running back. Yeah, but I, purely. I'm, back. I'm upset though. Your cousin Kirsten was gonna come on the show, and because we have never had a Texans fan on this podcast, I don't think. And so I was really excited to actually be able to talk to a Texans fan about liking the Houston Texans. I told my wife during the game, looking around, it's like. You know, it really is sad. I feel bad for all these people here who really love the Houston Texans and came here today hoping they were going to win, wanting them to win with some idea that they're going to win and that they're going to be good this year, and it just makes them sad every single week. I feel bad for them.
1: Oh, boy, okay, okay, hold on, hold on. Do you really think that there was one Texans fan that believed that they were going to be good this year?
0: Yeah, there are a lot of them. I saw it all summer long. The Texans are going to Man, surprise thanks. a lot of people this year. They have a lot of good veterans. They're going to be well-coached and disciplined. I saw right, a lot so of it this th- past summer.
1: You should, Next time you need to send me screenshots of that just so we can have receipts because that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Why would anybody ever expect anything?
0: Yeah, it's crazy. What? I don't know. They. You want to hear a funny uh, Texans Twitter thing? Yeah, so, uh, a friend of mine on, on Twitter, Noah, he's a big Texans fan. He posted a tweet last summer that said, everybody who likes this, I'll send you $50 if the Texans win less than five games this year. By the end of it, it came out to like $168,000. <laughs> and they won four games. And the fun, and he had like a, a response to it. He's like, I don't think there's enough hours in the rest of my life to be able to make this money. <laughs>
1: oh my god
0: it was very funny though
1: why would you ever make that type of proclamation of like oh you're shooting yourself in the foot with those type of things matt you should probably do that you should probably actually say if the texans win over nine games next year you will pay out fifty dollars per life
0: we'll see what happens this offseason you know
1: well, wait. Do you really think there's a chance for them to win ten games?
0: I don't think so, but like, we'll see what happens this off season.
1: Are you the? Oh, this is because they have I get draft hear- picks
0: this year. They're going to trade nope. Watson. You That's
1: know, what I was waiting for. <laughs> this is your moment, right? This is what you've been predicting. They are trading Watson before this draft.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: Yes. Okay. I saw All some right, report is-
0: on on Twitter that. Um, they're gonna try to train before free agency begins on March sixteenth. Before spring break.
1: But who are who is taking him? Are they gonna get rid of him on pennies on the dollar here? No.
0: Somebody's gonna give up two or three first round picks for him. Who? Team he's a top five quarterback.
1: Okay. The Indianapolis Colts.
0: Any? that's the only place he can't go. Nah. The Colts would <laughs> be like, one. We'll give you five first-round picks, five second-round picks it's say no. Never.
1: Hold on. Question. Would you take Jonathan Taylor for Deshaun Watson straight up? No. Oh. What?
0: No. What? I'd rather have Rex what? Burkhead than have Jonathan Taylor. You got Davis
1: Mills now. What? What do you, what do you mean you would take Rex Burkhead? You take I,
0: have, 12 I have Rex Burkhead. I don't need Davis Mills. I mean, I don't need Jonathan Taylor.
1: I'm just saying, you have John Detail, you have Davis Mills. You could draft some wide receivers. I don't know, man. You could have something there.
0: Well, so like that's the thing about next year. Like, I don't think Mills was good enough to be like he's our star in 2022, no questions asked. I think you either draft somebody. If a quarterback slides at like pick number 33, or if you have another first round pick at like you know 21, 25, I think it's worth drafting a quarterback early on the draft or. At a minimum, you have to get like an under 30, you know, talented, high drafted pedigree quarterback. You have to get like Jameis Winston or Bridgewater or Mariota or Trubisky. You, know, you have to get somebody out there who at least like for a quarterback camp battle in 2022 so Mills can earn the spot because he wasn't good enough this year to be like, that's our starter, no questions asked for this upcoming season.
1: Completely disagree with you. He deserves the spot to at least be the starter for next going into it. You can't get, you can't have
0: his backup be Ryan Finley next year, though, is the point I'm trying to make.
1: No, 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 no That's fine. No, no. What I'm what I agree with you on is yes, you should probably draft, especially if one slips to like the spot of thirty three here. But he should come in being the starter where that guy's automatically the rookie, whoever you draft, is automatically no, gonna call, be the backup. Yeah,
0: I compete for it. Davis no, Mills has see, to compete for the quarterback starting quarterback spot next year.
1: No, see, I don't just I don't agree with that point. I agree with them being able to have a backup like that to be able to go get it going to where Davis Mills turns out to be as bad as you could say he is. Then that means that then we would have a rookie ready to go. I don't agree with he needs to fight for it. I think he's earned that spot next he, year. He has
0: to fight for it. He wasn't good enough this year to be able he to just was. walk into be the starter. No, he wasn't. Nice. The thing about was, the thing about Mills no. this year is he went from unplayable to playable, and it was admirable. He played in a bad offense with a bad run blocking offensive line, with a bad run game, with bad wide receivers, with a bad offensive coordinator. Like I understand all that, but I think the thing about Mills, it's like maybe if enough enough things break right, he could be like the 18th best quarterback. And if he's on a third-round contract and he's paid, like, $2.2 million, like, you can build out a great offense around $2.2 million pretty easy. And then you get to make a decision, you know, four years down the road or whatever. But there's a lot of, like, ifs and a lot of things that have to go right for that thing to occur. I think he's a complimentary passer. I think, you know, it'd be interesting to see him in an actual good offense. And, you know, Houston should do everything in it's possible to be able to, like, build up the skeleton of a good offense. So, if the next quarterback is Mills, or if it's somebody who they draft this year who develops, or somebody who they draft in 2023, if they win four games next year, um, they have a, a easier spot for that player whenever they come around. You know, I think that's the way that they have to look at it. But I think like you know, maybe if things break right, Mills could be a complimentary passer on a good offense. But they have to build out the entire the entire interior of the offensive line. They need a right tackle probably. They need two more pass catchers who can break man coverage. They need two new running backs. They need offensive coordinator. And the, the early talks right now is that they're going to keep Tim Kelly around for next year. David Coley doesn't know if he's going to be the head coach still at the moment. Um, they're valuing that still. And so I, there's still a lot of moving parts at the moment. I just think, like, even against San Francisco, he wasn't very good. He had one good half against Seattle. He was fine against, you know, Jacksonville. He wasn't very good against Jacksonville. He was fine. Um, and then he was, you know, good against Tennessee. He was great against the Chargers. He's had like three good games all year, you know.
1: Sixteen TDs, ten interceptions doesn't mean that you are in a spot next year. Twenty six hundred yards. That means nothing to you. No. None of this none of this means anything. No for a guy that's a third round pick coming into a situation where now he's going to be able to have a year under his belt. He has more confidence. He showed that more confidence towards the end. He started putting up number when the offense allowed him to, and he doesn't have that bad of an arm where you and I have spoken. You and I still have no clue of who type of rookie quarterback is out there. I don't think there is anybody. And that's why I say Davis Mills deserves another spot unless you think there is some gym that nobody has been talking about that only, you know, I think Davis Mills deserves to have this type of spot. I mean, his stats are fine. And to your point, he's had some great games. Sure. He's been off at times, but that's what happens. That's exactly what happens when you're a backup quarterback. This to me is like a case Keenum situation. Case Keenum was a backup quarterback that just put up these type of numbers but he was able to get on a roll where then he deserved a spot to be able to see what he could really do. Mills deserves another chance here.
0: I, I think he deserves a chance to start next year. I just don't think you can go into next year that he's the starter, okay. and that's it, you know? No, that's like, you it. Have to add, it. You have to add competition, and you have to have talented positions still next year.
1: Taylor has spoken. That's it. 16 TDs, 10 interceptions. It's you. You got you. I got you, baby. It's mm,
0: all you, baby. No. I mean, like, so since he came back after being benched, he threw three, five, six, nine, nine touchdowns to two interceptions, you know? Oh. And I'm going to write an article about, like, his last five starts of the year. Um, But, oh. like, all those starts before that, except for New England, he was unplayable. And that's what I mean. Like, it was admirable for him to make the development that he made. You know, getting that, being going back to the bench the most part of the season, regrouping, and then coming back and playing like how he did, in the second half of the year, um, but like he just wasn't consistent enough, and I think there's still some issues with this game that you may or may not get cleared up. But I don't think you, like I said, you can't go into next year saying he's the quarterback and that's it.
1: And way for you to be trading for Carson Wentz, and then that's what turns into your QB battle because they trade Deshaun Watson. Colts. That's what you deserve. You want to be down line. It's gonna be a win.
0: That's another point as well, too. Like the Watson trade, they can they should be able to get a quarterback back in it just to create competition, you know.
1: Matt, I don't think he's gonna be traded.
0: You don't think he's gonna get traded?
1: No. And if he does, I think it's gonna be for nothing. It's gonna be for garbage.
0: No. I mean he's a top five quarterback, you know.
1: We don't know that anymore. That's Dunzo. It's Dunzo. We don't know what he is now. No. He, he didn't, we don't know what he can do. He probably looks like Zion Williamson. We just don't know who he is. How many massages no. he gets? <laughs> now he's taking those type of photos with his lady on the birthday. I just don't know what I'm supposed to get if I am a GM out of this guy. That is the problem.
0: He's going to be a, no, he's a top five quarterback. Some teams are going to get three first-round picks for it. You know.
1: I think you're too late. It's gonna be a San Antonio Spurs, Kawhi Leonard situation. You get nothing. You get a DeMar DeRozan. You know who your DeMar DeRozan is? Carson wins.
0: No. <laughs> no, not at all. I think there's some like I said, like it's a it's a quarterback league. Teams are gonna be desperate. They're gonna be even more desperate after this past season. And some some teams are gonna trade for him. It's also like if you trade for him, maybe he's suspended for six games, you know, maybe twelve games. Even uh, if he's suspended for a whole year. Even even if he's suspended for a whole year, based off his previous performance, three first round picks probably seemed seem that crazy of a thing to, to give up for it, you know.
1: But it's been a year. I've already forgotten how he plays. I mean, I just I can't be reminded. So in a way, I, since I have not seen, I do not know. Now the price has gone down.
0: I mean, I guess so.
1: <laughs> That's why I think I you're,
0: you're going to be surprised by how desperate these teams are for a quarterback here pretty soon.
1: All right, so I'll put it to you this way Would you take Baker?
0: No, I wouldn't take Baker.
1: That would be hilarious. Okay, I want a Baker situation then for you, or a Carson Wentz situation for you. Let's see who else. This,
0: is, this is what I want, Taylor. <laughs> I want the Giants two first round picks this year, I want another first. I want Daniel Jones.
1: You're not gonna get that.
0: That's what I want.
1: You're not gonna get that at all. I don't want that. You're that's, not gonna get that's that. That's what I want. Deshaun Watson is not coming to the NFC East. All right, I stay. want.
0: I want. Uh, no, that's or give me Sam Darnold, give me Derek Brown, Euter Matos, Jeremy Chin, and two for and two first round picks. I think you're
1: gonna get a first rounder and then a good player.
0: I don't think so. They're definitely they're gonna get at least two.
1: I don't think they're gonna get two first. They're
0: gonna they're gonna get at least two first in a second.
1: I think it'll be later on in the first. It won't be easy like up front first.
0: Well it will be, be like a two thousand twenty, you know, three first or whatever it is.
1: I don't think you're gonna get a top five pick.
0: Mm, I don't know. I think they can.
1: You gotta get – no. No. No.
0: Yeah. I think the Giants make a lot of sense.
1: I'm going to be excited for this draft because if it doesn't happen, you know what? We have to be able to watch it and do a live uh, situ- live pod when it comes to the NFL draft just so I can watch your face as nothing happens. I'm just going to stare at you. Oh, my God. I'm just going to look at you the entire time as you just get angrier and angrier as time goes on. I'm going to love it. Oh God! It'll be the best night ever. Yeah, it's we, we in- can
0: I- we can Twitch stream the NFL draft.
1: Yes, let's Twitch.
0: Yeah. Uh, we'll get six people on. We'll do a four and a half hour Twitch stream of the of the 2022 NFL draft.
1: I'm gonna be really really drunk. That's fine. Only way I can keep going. How am I supposed to do four and a half hours?
0: We got to. Gotcha. We'll have that people on there. We'll have like other people from the website too if we, if we try to do it. And so it'd be easy to make it go. You're
1: going to have Sam on again? <laughs> no, we're,
0: we're going to do, I don't know. We may do a 25 hour do thing. We may do a 25 hour thing this week, uh, this year. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Probably not. Uh, that would be know.
1: hilarious. You should allow Taylor to do a part of the 25 hour where then you have the side small Somebody save me live.
0: Yeah, just cut kind of, kind of away so you can do Smallville. That'd be a good exactly. idea.
1: And so you can cut away for about an hour and a half to two hours or then it's us doing that. This is your break. That's a great the- idea. <laughs> yeah, is. and we do
0: it this year. We'll do that for sure. Okay. I'm, I haven't brought it up yet, though. I don't know. We'll see what happens whenever we get a little bit later on in the in the summer. Um, so going to the Texans game was a lot of fun. I'm glad to get the chance to do so. Uh, thank you again, Tim. If you're listening, for the tickets you provided to, you know Best. us and our beautiful family, they're beautiful seats. I yes. wish we we you know we could have met up this time, but maybe another time. And uh, so that's it. That's the Texans season. We did 18 episodes of these recaps. Um, we're gonna do playoff previews now. Maybe some playoff recaps. And so the playoffs this weekend. You ready for the schedule? Ready. All right. Super wild card weekend. Saturday, January 15th, Raiders-Bengals, 3.30 p.m. Raiders-Bengals, Saturday. Saturday night, Patriots-Bills, 7.15 p.m. And then Sunday, January 16th, we got Eagles-Bucks at 12, Niners-Cowboys at 3.30, and then we have Steelers-Chiefs to top us off.
1: Why is that the late game? Oh, my God. Yeah,
0: also, that game's on CBS, too. That's the Nickelodeon game.
1: Oh, my God. Why is that the late game? This is so... I would never watch... Why is the Pittsburgh Steelers got the noon game?
0: No, and and then Steelers-Chiefs is the night game at 7.15. Because Patrick Mahomes has has to to play at nighttime with Chris Collinsworth. And then Monday, January 17th, they there's something new. They created a Monday night football playoff game, Cardinals-Rams at seven fifteen, 15 um, Monday, January 17th. I hate them. Like, I hate the extra playoff team. I hate both of the extra playoff teams. We got Steelers-Eagles this year. They both kind of suck. And then the extra playoff game is stupid. Both the extra playoff games are stupid. The Monday night football thing is stupid. They It sucks. And you know what sucks the most? is I'm going to sit there like a good pig and, you know, watch it all and eat it all up anyways.
1: I, you know what? I Man, this is going to be brutal. I can't believe that they're the afternoon. I mean, i work. This is so stupid. I expected them. So you're telling me that Patrick Mahomes and KC brings in a bigger audience than the Cowboys does? That's ridiculous.
0: Yeah. Well, it's because Patrick Mahomes have to, has to play at night.
1: I can't wait to watch Big Ben throw 52 passes where – I'm sorry, 52 dump-offs where he's going to have 215 yards and two TDs and four interceptions. This is going to be a great game. Your favorite Honey Badger is going to have all four picks, too. And, I oh, well, at least this Saturday. Saturday just seems a little boring with Bengals and Raiders because I would feel like that Bengals are just going to demolish them with that offense. Pats versus Bills. Bro, I'm going to be texting you every single minute just saying how clinched is your booty hole right now because Josh Allen is blown.
0: He's been an MVP caliber quarterback the last four weeks of the season, you know. He's been crushing it.
1: So does he score over 20 points?
0: Like fantasy points or have three touchdowns?
1: Does he score over 20 points? Does the Bills have 20 points in this game? Yeah. I don't think they do.
0: Yeah, they do.
1: I think they lose.
0: They're going to have at least 20 points. I think it's going to um, get we'll, it. We'll preview it a little bit later this week. Do you want to watch any of these games together at all?
1: Uh, you work Sunday? Or
0: are you off Saturday?
1: Well, I always work Sundays. I'm going to be off on Saturday, so if anything, we can watch the Pats versus Bills where I can laugh at you.
0: Sounds good. Let's do it.
1: All right, we can do that. I'm in.
0: Let's do it. Let's
1: do it. You know who likes to do it? Davis Mills, because he throws for over 300 yards. That's yeah. why Davis Mills tears it up with the three TDs. 16 TDs and 10 interceptions. But according to Matt, that's just, I, I poo-poo that.
0: I don't poo-poo it. I said you he should get the chance to compete with another quarterback in
1: 2022. No. Yeah. I mean, he should compete against you, meaning that he should automatically earn it.
0: I'm a little, It's a little too late for that.
1: I know you're gonna say, "Listen, Taylor, you haven't seen my arm now, okay?"
0: No, my arm sucks. My shoulders all screwed up. Coach uh, would have
1: put quarter, would have been state champs.
0: Yeah, yeah. If I was not obese in middle school, I would have been an NFL quarterback. <laughs>
1: See the mountains? I'd throw a football over them.
0: Yeah, but we'll yeah we'll do that. The G- David they asked Davis Mills what his plans for the summer. He said play a lot of golf, play a lot of video games whenever he's not training.
1: Sounds like a very, a, a very great guy to me. He seems like a very swell individual.
0: Apparently, I would his want him apparently to his, his video game is League of Legends.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't play any of that game. <laughs> the League of Legends, uh, the Mine Hunter stuff, the other one where they build things, the island stuff. I don't, I don't do any of that. I just. I don't. I've been playing now Red Dead where I'm just a cowboy, and I murder a lot of people whenever the sun goes down. I have $300 bounty in every single town. It's intense.
0: Yeah. There's only one video game worth playing, and that's MVP Baseball 2005.
1: Okay, we're not going back to this. I'm not doing this right now.
0: That is Being intellectual.
1: No, that's not an intellectual game. I can't believe that I remember meeting somebody that said that that was their favorite game and the moment that you told me the year, I immediately threw a beer at them. and I said, "Shut the hell up!" And they didn't know what was going on. I've never been angry.
0: Ever. It's the best game ever. Well, that's our show for tonight. It was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, Sunday was a lot of fun. This week's, this weekend's gonna be a lot of fun, even though there's too many playoff games. But we'll have fun previewing all six of them uh, this Thursday night. So I got a lot of football to watch these next two days to get prepared for it.
1: I'm never going to be prepared, which is why I'm on this show. I'm mm. here to party.
0: So until next time, I'm Matt Weston. Thank you for listening to Red Radio. And thank you for being on tonight, Taylor.
1: Woo, let's go to the game again. Woo! That good to me.
0: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help.